Welcome to Peer Innovation, the podcast with Leo Batari and me, Randy Cantrell. Building on our previous shows, The Year of the Peer and What Anyone Can Do, we turn our attention to helping business leaders build high-performing teams. We'll talk with a diverse group of thought leaders who will share stories and insights that will help you and your teams achieve new heights. If you believe there is strength in numbers and that meeting the challenges of the future can only be achieved if we do it together, then join us for the conversation. Dan Gorder is our guest today. Dan is a Dutch rocket scientist, co-founder of Guyanet, and a steward of the Light Cities Project. Dan believes that being part of a collective is more important than ever before. He envisions a global community that thrives on the energy of love, connection, growth, transparency, and abundance. And yes, he spells Dan with two A's. We welcome Dan to the show. All right, Dan Gorder, welcome to the show. It's actually been a little while since uh, we've connected. Uh, you and I, of course, first met um, with Win Mastermind and being part of those Win Mastermind groups, which, by the way, during COVID was pretty fantastic to have these connections with all these purpose-driven entrepreneurs from around the world where we could connect with one another and talk about our various challenges, the opportunities and everything we had. And I know from time to time you would facilitate those groups. And I have to tell you, I, I thought you did a fantastic job making sure that everyone felt heard, that it was, you know, efficient yet really effective and no one ever felt rushed and, you know, everybody got an opportunity to, uh, to contribute and you just did a great job. But, um, you know, Obviously, want to welcome the show. I do want you to talk a little bit about Win Mastermind and some of what you did there, uh, because as I said, I think you did a great job with community. But of course, our main purpose today is to talk about uh, your work as co-founder of GaiaNet and talk about that community. And we're actually even going to get to show uh, for our listeners. We'll we'll give you as good a uh, a description as we can so that we can, you can help visualize what guy and that's all about. And for those of you who actually want to see it, uh, it'll be available on video on YouTube. So, so Jan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Leo. Great to be here. Just recently got this invitation and I felt a big yes. So uh, it's good to be here today. <laughs> good. Hey, well, tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like to facilitate those groups uh, at Win Mastermind. Yeah, so uh, I met the founder, Alexander, uh, January 2020, and uh, I was running a company called Tripreneurs at the time, also facilitating masterminds for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. And we soon aligned and he invited me to join Win Mastermind and come facilitate those sessions there. And in one of the calls with Alexander, I asked him, so what is it so that we do as tripreneurs that's specifically so interesting? And in that conversation, he said, well, you guys do emotionally driven business development because we really work from facilitating a space where people feel safe to really share what's alive in their heart, the tensions that they're feeling, and not only talk about the strategy and the goal setting of your business, but also talk about the personal journey about that. So I also started to bring that into Win Mastermind, and that was a joy to uh, facilitate. And like I said, you, you did it so well. Um, what kind of inspired you to kind of be on the path you're on right now? Where did that start for you? Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I guess I always felt like the, the, the black sheep of the family in the world. I, uh, from a young age, didn't really understand why the world is the way it is. Uh, in 2014, I graduated uh, with a master's in aerospace engineering. And before that, I was already having mastermind groups for my personal growth and development. I was hosting man circles to get together with men, talk about growth as a man. 
And um, after I graduated the university, I went on a long journey traveling a lot and soon discovered I don't want to work for an employer. I don't want to do the nine to five grind. So I'm going to do something for myself. And I took years to discover my purpose or my mission here and soon realized that I want to facilitate humanity transition to a new level, to another experience. And that materialized itself in building a prototype village that I had planned to build as the village of the future and realized that if I want to pull something off like that, I need a tribe. I need a big group of people. So I thought, which people are the most applicable for this kind of a mission? Well, that would be social entrepreneurs or spiritual entrepreneurs or purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Anyway, people who understand that professionalism is important, but also who want to live from the heart and not just do it for short-term profit. So that was the birth of Tripreneurs in 2017 to start facilitating these mastermind groups. And uh, well, through that, I met Alexander and through that, we started Gaianet. And through that, I'm now in Brazil for building the first prototype, not of a village, but actually of a city. It, it's been a wonderful journey so far, but that's the short version of uh, how we got here today. Well, well, tell us about what you're doing now in Brazil and why Brazil. And then secondly, I'd love to know just about the name Guyanet, where that came from. And then tell us a little bit about the vision of that. So there's, there's three questions for you that should keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are we doing here in Brazil? Well, uh, the short answer is that I'm really following the guidance of the universe or of God or the great spirit or everybody uses a different name. No, but I'm, I'm following the magic of life, I would say. I've been brought here by a series of incredible events that are nothing but wondrous and magical, which includes meeting my wife. It's a long story how I met her. Um, and I am here to fulfill my purpose. That took me years to discover, but I know now why I'm here. And I know why I'm with her. And we are here to build a first prototype of a new city for, I would say, birthing of a new consciousness on the planet. And the way we see that, the short version of that is that instead of focusing on uh, short-term profits and gains and individualism and capitalism and competition with each other, we need to get into co-creation. And we need to get into a circular way of how we interact with nature, how we extract our resources and how we bring them back to their original state. That means we need to build cities, living environments, villages, that are focused on global human need fulfillment and ecological flourishing. So we are here to build that first prototype in a series of smaller steps, of course, that we can showcase to the world how it works, that it works, use science and the academic world to also measure that and, and yeah, show the impact of this, not just in a nice story, but actually in numbers, details, facts and a built environment in order to scale that over the rest of the world. And after we have one prototype, we intend to become the, uh, I'd say, the Amazon for the new Earth, as we like to call it. By the way, we, we do not foresee that we are the only ones doing this. Huh? We don't have that big of a nose, but um, <laughs> somebody needs to start this. And what we see is once we've figured out how to build the first prototype, we want to build all the industry around it and make everything available, open source, all the blueprints, the organizational models, the funding models, the construction models, the design models, and then share that with the rest of the world and gather a collective. Well, that collective is growing through Guyanet, which I will come to soon. Um, there's many people in the world who want this nowadays. And um, mm. uh, up until two years ago, I, I was completely alone. Even before Guyanet, I didn't have anybody who really saw this. And now there's around, let's not exaggerate, let's say I have 100 first circle contacts now who are very keen and are capable also of doing this, who have 
done their emotional maturity, who have uh, trained the necessary professional skills, and who have the necessary network and time and abundance in their life to uh, dedicate energy into this. So that's kind of also how Guy and it started. Uh, I met Alexander first in January 2020. Uh, I was running Tripreneurs, masterminds for social entrepreneurs. He was doing it for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. We found resonance there and we discovered we also really like each other. And um, soon enough, uh, well, I was doing that with Rainier, with my business partner at the time. So I introduced Rainier to Alexander. They really liked each other. He introduced Stefan. And then through actually a mastermind session of Tripreneurs, we met Bart. And... Um, yeah, the, the, the five of us really hit it off and we formed a little circle and we said, we see there is uh, amazing things happening on the world. How can we bring this together? Then Corona hit and then mm -hmm. we really felt all of us, the five of us felt like, well, this is the end game, man. It's, it's game time now. There's no more time to waste. So now is the time to converge. Okay, humanity needs solutions for the pressing problems that we have. And Alexander says, look, all these solutions are out there in the world. It's not like people don't know this. It's not like people are not working on this, but there's no glue bringing it together. So our vision was to start a platform, a network of people and find the missing puzzle pieces and click them together and yeah, make the symphony sing by bringing them together in the same resonance. Now, as we were doing that, uh, we wanted a, a sixth player. We also would like to some female energy in our group so we've been working with julia before in the past and we we called her rainier called her and told her about that we wanted to start a platform and she's like wow let's go the funny thing about this is that initially guyanet was supposed to be called win a global win platform because it was alexander who was really saying like look i don't care who's coming with me but i'm going the boat's going so who's joining and it was his forward moving energy that got really got us all together and uh, we took about uh, a month and a half, I think, of a lot of virtual sessions or defining our vision and our mission and our core values to find out if we are really, really aligned. And we took it meticulously. We shifted words around, we rated them, we scored them. And at the end, we were all with a full 100%. This is why we are together and this is what we're going to be doing. Mm. And that's kind of how mm. Guyanet was born. And the name? Guyanet? The name. Well... Uh, Gaia obviously refers to our planet, our beautiful mother of all of us. And uh, the net around Gaia is going to create the, the new humanity. So we are looking for purpose-driven individuals who really operate from the heart and who want to facilitate this by giving back to Mother Earth. Hence the name Gaia Net. Is there anything conducive, Dan, about Brazil that prompted that? Or was it serendipity? or Serendipity. Well, was it a happy accident that you went to Brazil or was that purposeful? I mean, was there, and what was it about Brazil that seemed to be a, an attraction to do this, to launch this part I, of it? I actually, when I was working on the village of the future three years ago, when I started a team, I had the world map in front of me and I, I looked all over the planet. And one of my mentors said that, uh, um, in the near future, one of the last free places to be at will be South America. The rest of the world is going to go down. And um, so I looked at the map like, okay, so it's not North America, it's not Europe, it's not Australia, it's not Asia, because I work with uh, plant medicine from the Amazon also, that's another side gig that I do. I'm a shamanic healer with those, and uh, in Asia you get decapitated for that, so that was also a no-go. Uh, so I, I looked and I was like, what if the weather really increases, it gets really bad, where will it be fertile, where will we 
good temperatures and where is the political climate also healthy for such a project because I need the government on board this is such a large-scale project you can't just do that privately so I came up with Costa Rica I wanted to go to Costa Rica to build the first pilot uh, so that's also how I, I build the branding and the websites and all the promo material that promo material I handed out in one of the ceremonies to a Brazilian lady and she called me last year in March when we just started guying it saying like, hey, I met this lady in Brazil who uh, working on a project and it looks very much like the village of the future, but uh, I don't think it's that advanced yet. So I don't think I'm gonna send it to you. I said, well, you know, please do send it to me. I opened the file and I read over it and I start to cry. Like it's the first time I met a, a, a document that was anything similar to the village of the future. And there was the phone number of uh, Marinisi in the back. So I sent her a WhatsApp, we started chatting. And in our first talk, I realized like, wow, this lady's been working on this for 10 years. She's wow. working on the funding for five years. She has access to a massive piece of land. She has architects, engineers, designers. She knows a lot of indigenous people in, uh, uh, in Brazil. So yeah, it was home run for me. Like Costa Rica dropped off, the village of the future became a secondary project. And I'm like, let's go for the Light Cities project. This is it. So that's how I got connected to Brazil. At that time, by the way, I didn't know I was going to move here. I also didn't know I was going to marry her. That, that's, that's all like a good thing. <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it is truly amazing, though, when we think about, um, you know, the people we meet in our life and the incredible impact they have in our life. Um, you know, my wife and I were talking about this as well. Just, you know, there are people that, you know, each other from basically, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't know each other. Today, we're the central piece of one another's lives. And it's really rather remarkable when you think about that. And you think about the journey you've been on and the people you've met and the, and the places it has taken you is pretty remarkable. Um, what I'd love to do is, and I know for people who are listening to this on audio, uh, it's only, it's going to be um, a bit challenging, but I know you'll do a great job kind of describing what it is you're seeing, but I'd love for you to put up the guy on that site and just kind of walk us through the community a little bit so that people have the option to go on YouTube and check it out. I'd love that. Cool. All right. So um, let me just switch my screen and share it here. So we started, we launched Guyanet on Mighty Networks. Uh, Mighty Networks is an alternative to Facebook and their big message is that uh, it's promotion free and your data is completely private. It's not curated either. So it's like a safe whisper room for you to, um, yeah, to showcase what you want to showcase. Here we go. So you guys can see uh, Guyanet here? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is the, the landing page of our platform. It's a web-based platform. And um, for new members who arrive on here only see this and they see personal profiles below it. We've built a certain onboarding process that you have like a very light version of the information we see. And uh, people go through a process, they have to attend a session and that all happens through our fractal structure. So this is like Facebook groups are normally. And uh, people first enter the great gate into Guyanet and um, here they are uh, exposed to some information, uh, what we are about and what they have to do. There is an action and they have to fill out their profile and then send the message to the gatekeeper. In this case, that's me. And then I let them into the next room. Yeah, we've also gamified this, uh, this onboarding journey. 
So then they are invited to the Bridge of Worlds. And uh, the Bridge of Worlds is actually the place where you leave the old world and move into the new Earth world. Um, do I have the map here? Ah, here we go. This is the, the, the journey into Gaialand. So it designed this route, like you get an invitation from somebody because we, it's a vouched entry process. So it's only uh, invitation only by someone you trust and you become a buddy of them also. You become their companion on their journey to go on to an adventure. Meaning you have the call, you answer the call and you uh, sign the agreement fields for onboarding. And then uh, you find the gate, you make your profile and then you cross the gate, you receive this map and you go through a homecoming which is our gate. And then you go over this bridge of worlds and you arrive in the so-called welcome town, which will be the next fractal or the next group that you enter into. And this is the welcome town. And in this welcome town, we have only vouched members. So they have a completed profile. They have attended a Zoom call. We've made contact with them. We introduce the history of Guyanet, explain why we are doing what we're doing, and we give them the most recent updates. And within this welcome town, this is where most of the action happens. And we have divided this sort of in a topic structure for people to navigate. There's welcome information, there's a navigation point, there's a asking for people's personal introduction at a deeper level. And then there's all kinds of activities here. And the welcome town is kind of the starting fractal for the rest of the growth of Guyanet. It intends to be the birthing place for all kinds of other spaces that people can self-host, self-facilitate, fully autonomous within the Guyanet community. But they will be assured that all the people that they invite to their events and into the fractal will be validated people who are serious, who are real, and who have the right skills and the right alignment with the mission. So I think that's about the short version of uh, showing this to you guys. Oh, that's great. These are, these are these are the main four groups. We also have a, a social lounge where people can just hang out and, and share interesting things. And uh, I am the, the main architect of this platform. So I have full visibility of everything. And as you can see, there is many other fractals. This one is already active. This is the New Earth Villages fractal. This is like a, a, a group behind the welcome town. You can find your route in the town to access this fractal. And this is where we showcase villages and cities that are under development, New Earth places. And there is a series of other fractals and rooms that are waiting to be opened when there is enough traction for it. But the biggest interest so far has been for this New Earth Villages and Cities. And we have about, uh, I don't know, 30 members in this or something who are uh, hosting these kinds of projects and are building cities and, uh, and projects. Dan, earlier you, you mentioned two, two phrases. I just, my, my curiosity, you mentioned, and did I hear it correct, light, light cities and village of the future? Did I hear that Correct. right? So you, you gave up, you said you gave up Village of the Future to go forward with light cities. Help me understand those two terms. Uh, I wouldn't say I gave it up, but it became a secondary goal. <laughs> okay. After the light city, we will still build the Village of the Future on an island somewhere in a beautiful location. Help me understand those two terminologies. Gotcha. The Village of the Future is the project that I started in 2017. Uh, during a planned ceremony, I was um, uh, there's a website of that also, the villageofthefuture.earth, villageofthefuture.earth. So for the listeners also, they can look at this later. And uh, this website explains this project. 
And this intended to become a, a, a prototype village where we would test with 100 to 150 people new living forms, environments, how we govern ourselves, how we exchange value with each other, and how we deal with interaction with the natural world in the form of resources and construction, as much regenerative and circular as possible. So that's kind of in a highly automated way also, using the scientific method and embracing ancient wisdom. It's basically, it intends to... Uh, fuse ancient wisdom with modern technology. That was the goal of the village of the future. I was working on that for a couple of years, creating all this promo material, which brought me to my current wife, Marinisi. My wife, Marinisi, is the vision keeper, the, 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 the initiator of the Light Cities project. Um, and the village of the future is village of the future. Is, is there is there a an actual prototype underway? No. Okay. No, it's it's still theoretical. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, when I met Marinisi, I realized that the the end goal of the village of the future was the same as the end goal of the Light Cities project, which is the liberation of humanity on the planet. And for some people, there's like, what do you mean liberation? Aren't we free? No, we're not. When you really understand the political systems, the money system, how everything is orchestrated and kind of emerged over the last 2000 years, we are all captured in a cage. We're all stuck in the matrix. And what I mean by that is we live in the idea we are free and that we have democracy and that we have a say in the, the larger scheme of things. But look at what's happening. Humanity is killing itself by destroying our natural world. And that cannot be right. And that's not free. We are heading for extinction. And the, 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 the powers to be at the moment are, do not have the intention to turn this around. So we need to create not just an off-grid home to be away from this. We should not just create an off-grid village. We should not just create an off-grid city, but we need to create an off-grid humanity. That means we need to build a network of cities that focused on glo global human need fulfillment and ecological flourishing that is connected and is so strong that it has its own power, its own resources, its own transportation systems, its own internet networks, everything on its own so it can disconnect from the current socio-economical systems, which are destructive and competitive and short-term profit-oriented only. Basically, we are all like an employer of our countries. We think we are our inhabitants of our countries, but I think I'm going to turn this off. We, we are not inhabitants. We are uh, employees because the only, it, human, be, the only connection... We, sorry. Uh, would it be accurate to say that Guyanet is a, is a think tank for the Light Cities project, as well as Village of the Future, to try to move from theoretical to reality? Would that be an accurate Correct. description? Okay. Correct. Uh, we are yep. far more, like the Village of the Future is theoretical, but the Light Cities is much more than theoretical. We are on the ground, yes. access to lands, access to funds, access to network. Uh, we are living here where we're going to build it. So this is much, much more concrete already. And, and also the first... The first village that Alexander is stewarding is the Harmony Village is also coming into fruition. So, And how much does your work with Light Cities going to inform what uh, Village of the Future may look like someday? I think once we've built uh, uh, one Light City, it will be very easy to build the Village of the Future because we'll have everything we need. Nice. I just love the whole... Um, you know, just focus on purpose-driven collaboration over competition and recognizing that uh, 
um, we can achieve an exponentially better result when we work together and to try to do so in a way that, that um, you know, that is not a zero-sum game um, and that sees the world in terms of not scarcity but abundance uh, is, is one of the things that I just, you know, really have enjoyed about you, enjoyed about the work, enjoy about the aspirational nature, you know, of it all. And I think it, you know, should give all of us pause really to kind of be thinking about um, not only your work and become more familiar with it, but work, recognize what each of us can do, right? We talk about peer innovation. It's the power of we begins with me. And it begins with our own, you know, I looked at Guyanet and there's aspects of it that are not just about collaboration, but about reflection. It's about knowing ourselves and knowing, you know, what, uh, how to take our gifts, how to recognize what those gifts are and, and bring them to the world in a positive way. It's obviously what you did in terms of the reflection period you had, you know, after graduate school and all that to figure out what your purpose in life uh, was going to be. And I just think it's, um, you know, really, really powerful lesson. So um, with that, um, if you could, uh, if you could just let us know, let our audience know how people can um, connect with you, how people can learn more about Guyanet, learn more about um, everything you've talked about today. Um, well, they can go to the website, guynet.earth. There is uh, videos, uh, the videos are offline now. We have a Vimeo channel. People can go to Vimeo for the Guynet channel. Um, they can sign up for the newsletter. We regularly send out information. And if people are really keen and really interested, they should send an email on the contact form on the website. And we usually send them a bunch of emails and documents and formats. We have so much information available about what we are doing. And we really need help because uh, for me, it, personally, it baffles me how people can keep doing what we are all doing without focusing on a solution for the disaster that's impending on all of us. I don't mean to speak doom here, huh? but look at the weather and the climate and look at the poverty and look at the... Uh, it's obvious, no? Like the world's in bits. Some people say, oh, it's never been this good. And it's true. We have less warfare than ever before in recorded human history. So we've become more peaceful with each other. We have achieved a lot as humanity. And look at our medical establishment. There are very positive things, huh? but it's also very sick and very corrupt and very criminal and disturbed. And a lot of people live a great quality of life at the cost and expense of a lot of other people and at the cost of nature. And we need to turn that game around. So anybody who feels in their heart that they want to contribute, even if it's just two hours a week, we need that help. We need volunteers to further grow Guyanet because it's a volunteer platform. And we're, you know, in a way, it's funny, I think Alexander also said we are all volunteers as souls. I don't know for who believes in that. Some people think this is woo-woo, but I believe we are all volunteers <laughs> as souls coming from other realms to come here and incarnate now on this earth to completely change the game. So we are already volunteers. So you might as well volunteer to a platform like I in it. <laughs> Hey, look, hey, you know, Dan Gorder, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We, we certainly, um, you know, enjoyed having you in the show, enjoyed having you enlighten us about uh, your work and, uh, and what we can all do. So thanks very much. And uh, you just uh, keep at it until Alexander, we said hello. Thanks so much. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Randy. Thank you for joining us. To subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how you can engage peer innovation for your organization, 
contact us on the website at peernovation.co. Until next week, remember, the power of we begins with you.